Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. And I'm going to say it because it hasn't happened much this year on this glorious Monday morning, but I got fi- to tell you, I, I just, it's not as glorious as it should have been, you know. I don't know, what is it, the second or third time all year, maybe the second time where they, the Broncos and the Saints both won on the same day. But it didn't feel like I would have thought it would feel like going into the If you told me going into the weekend the Saints and the Broncos were both going to win on the same day, I would I would have thought I'd be happier for, for a lot of reasons. One, I was trying to forget about the stupid Monday night debacle loss in Tampa. So what was yesterday? Yesterday was essentially a replay of the Buccaneers, the Yugs game. The Saints dominated the game, refused to put them away, had many, 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 many chances to put them away, just refused to do it. Now, nobody did anything as stupid as what Mark Ingram did, as completely inept as what Mark Ingram did in Tampa. Okay, so no one did anything that bad. No one. So, but think about this. If Mark Ingram was a bad football player, the Saints would be in sole possession of first place right now with three games to go after everything that has happened this season. I mean, that's just unbelievable. They'd be in sole possession of first place right now if Mark Ingram knew how to just run to a stick. So all he had to do is run to a stick. No one between him and the stick. He'd been in the league for 12 years, and he can't run to a stick. And so yesterday was a replay of that game. Now, obviously, no two games are identical, but essentially that's what it was. They had they got up, they got they got a lead. They had a chance to get up by more than two scores and and um and they just you know, they just refused to do it. It just, you know, they fumble in the red zone. They can't get second in inches. I mean, they just they refuse to do it. Run the fullback, cat. He actually broke a tackle yesterday and got a first down. They've done it a few times this year. Run the fullback. Because you know what a fullback is? He's an NFL football player. He doesn't go down the first time they touch him. Because he's physical. That was terrible yesterday. Now, again, it, it at least they won the game, and it's always good to win. I mean, it, it, you know, you had some sort of peace from the win yesterday. 
which would not have been there had they blown it. Because, again, essentially, the only difference between yesterday's game, other than the Mark Ingram play, which probably will never happen again in the history of football, um, other than the Mark Ingram play, the only thing that was different about yesterday's game is when Tampa turned over the ball, they didn't call it a turnover. And when the Falcons turned over the ball, they called it a turnover. Because, <laughs> you know, the Saints, fourth and five, they got the first down. He just happened to, he, fortunately, he fumbled. When Tampa got the first down, they didn't call it a, I mean, they got the first down, they got a, uh, it was a fumble, and they didn't call it a fumble. Really, that's the only difference. On the second to last drive, where was Batman? Like, they obviously know he's important because they play him some. But when the game on the line, why is he consistently on the sideline? I mean, I'm really, and I'm really at the point now. Well, I kind of agree with Casper the quitter. And Coach Zaponche. I'm get I wasn't there most of the year because I got tired of fighting that fight. But if they can't come up with a better plan next year, just put Batman at quarterback. I know y'all don't think he's a quarterback. I know he holds on to the ball too long, but at least you gotta tackle him. I mean, if they're not I don't I don't really want him to play quarterback. I want him to be used more in the role that he is right now. But if you're not going to use him, you might as well just put him at quarterback. Then you say, well, they are using him. Well, not enough. Possession, potentially with the game on the line, he's on the sidelines. That's not good enough. I'd have to look and see how many passes he threw. He throws one long touchdown pass. He throws another completion, and then he does. Uh, he didn't throw the ball hardly at all after that, if at all. Like, throw him. Whenever he's in the game, the receivers are always wide open. Throw the ball. Throw the ball with Batman. I just. And then. I watched the Broncos game. Did anybody see that? Y'all probably didn't see the Broncos game. Played the Cardinals. You know, for the minds of anybody who doesn't care anything at all about the Broncos, it's a relevant game. The Cardinals are going nowhere. The Broncos are going nowhere. And guess what happened? The Broncos handed the ball off to Latavius Murray over and over and over again, he ran for 130-something yards and, what, two touchdowns or something. And guess what else they did? They handed the ball to Marlon Mack. Remember that name? One of the ones that the Saints fans like me got to pick up a running back. They need an NFL running back. Pick up a 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 running back. No, they all go to Denver. Like, what's so exciting about the Broncos offense right now? Why couldn't the Saints have Marlon Mack and Latavius Murray? Why did they ever get rid of Latavius Murray? A downhill runner, an NFL running back, 
who's really not that interested in going down the first time he gets touched by a defensive player. He's really not that interested in it. It's not, it's not really a priority for him to go down the minute a defender touches him. Not really. So the Broncos have all the running backs. And the Saints can't get an inch. And early at the beginning of the year, they were great at getting it. They, again, about halfway through the season, the Saints were leading the NFL in third down and short. And now they can't get it. They can't get it. If I ever see them give the ball to 41 on third down and short again, I mean, it's just so ridiculous. If you're going to give it to them, run him wide. On third and short, I wonder what the defense is focused on. So you're going to run him laterally, and he minus three. Just run the fullback. At least he's going to run hard. And to be fair, 41, he broke a few tackles yesterday. He, he, he played fine. I, again, I know it sounds like I'm really down on him, and I'm not really that down on him. I'm just down on the way he's being used because they don't have real running backs. Now, Benjamin was inactive. Maybe he can do it. But, I mean, you know, they put Bozo in the game, he fumbles. Everything's going well, fumble. Just release him. One or both of the running backs in Denver right now should be with the Saints. Why in the world did they not pick him up? Marlon Mack has looked great since the Broncos picked him up. That cat had a, 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 a run, I think it was the, not, it wasn't yesterday, it was the previous game. He's running left and right, 50, 60 yards, breaking tackles. Oh, it's just. Why don't the Saints have NFL running backs on their roster when they were there to be had? Now, Again, not everything in that stupid Bucks loss in Yuckville was bad. They played a good game. They just four or five plays, just incredible incompetence. They played mostly well yesterday. You know, everybody, oh, they're terrible. Well, terrible teams get their face crushed. They're not terrible. They just, they just, they just... It's like they can't get out of their own way. They look great, you know, for or do really what play really well for 70, 80% of the game, and then they just just do basic stuff, not asking anybody to, to fly to the moon here. We're talking about second and inches. That's not comp bad teams can convert. It doesn't take a good team to convert second and inches. It doesn't take a good NFL football player to not fumble. It doesn't take that. We're not again. They do it. It's, it's like I've all, I used to say for years. You got all these Pete, these coaches. They know how to build a rocket ship, but they can't walk across the street. Like they did a lot of good stuff. Some of it is more way more difficult than converting second and inches. 
Doesn't doesn't take a good football team to get second in inches. Doesn't take a good football team. To, so they do a lot of the things that good football teams do, but the real basic stuff like, okay, there's the first down marker. There's no one between here, me and the lo- first down marker, but I can't, you can't, what? You can't run to the first down marker? Well, wait a minute. High school kids can do that. No, I can't, I can't run to the first down marker. Can't do that. Well, again, everybody said, well, that's because they're bad. Well, no, that's not a proper explanation. Awful NFL football players can run to a first down marker. It doesn't take, you know, Anthony Munoz to run behind to get inches. Bad football teams can do that. See, they've done a lot of the, the, look, the last three weeks, the Saints played one of the hottest teams, if not the best team in the NFC right now. And, and if you go back and watch the play pop, play for play in that game, they played straight up with the cheaters. And if they, you know, they had multiple opportunities to score. They got beat 13 to none, but they played head up. I'm talking about on a play by play basis, they played straight up on the road with the cheaters. I didn't even think that was possible, and they did it. And then they totally dominated the Yucks and blew it because they just refused to get out of their own way. And then they dominated the Falcons, probably not quite as bad as they dominated the Yucks, but close. And they almost blew that one just because we always talk about three or four plays in a game because three or four plays in a game, they just botch them. It's like, and we're not talking about complicated plays. We're not talking about plays that de, that de, that require really ex, great expertise and a ton of talent. Doesn't take a ton of talent to get second in inches. It does not take that. Now it's not a given, but it doesn't. It, we're not talking about complicated stuff. It doesn't take that much talent to hand to, to hand the ball off to someone and get tackled for a for a for a no gain. How much does talent does that take? Oh, that happens because they are bad football team. No, bad football teams can can take a handoff and get stuffed for no gain. That's all they needed to do. Just don't fumble. I'm not at on all these plays that I'm talking about. I'm not asking for expert play. I'm not asking for Patrick Mahomes um, tomfoolery. Just get the ball and get a f- half a yard. We're not asking for a lot here. The difference between being 3-0 and or 2-1 and and 3-0 and is not great stuff. That's what's so frustrating. All I need you to do is get a half a, get inches, get a foot. It doesn't take a lot of talent. Doesn't take all pro precision to get a foot. And to and to run to a stick. I'm not asking for a lot of stuff here. I'm not asking for, you know, Josh Allen to run over four people and throw the ball behind his head. It doesn't require a circus act. It just requires basic play. 
All right, we'll take one. We'll go to the game hotline for once, and then we'll take a timeout. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, would, would you rather lose like uh, the Colts lost or lose 13 nothing again? I mean, that is just a debacle, you know? Man, we saw – there were two – and I didn't see any of it. I saw the replays of it or the results of it. But there were two things that happened this weekend – that that almost rival Mark Ingram can't run to a stick, and, and, and one of them is well, the, it's not one play, but thirty three nothing and lose, and then what the Patriots did to the against the Raiders yesterday. Did you see that one? Right, that was that was, that was pretty funny. I mean, why throw that ball that way? You're going in the overtime. Oh, I, I don't. I, that dude would be immediately off my team. That is Just keep unbelievable. Just run into the locker room and get your keys and bye bye. Go. But the, the the reason I called is you can't – why can't – okay, this is what I want the Saints to try to do. Pull seven to the side and say, look, Chad, I, I, I need you to be like Derrick Henry for the rest of the year. And just let the man run. Let him run up and down. Because 41, like you said, he looks – I, I need I need seven and I, I need seven and 89 to be more involved in the offense. I need them to it's understand. No, eighty nine, the fast rookie receiver. He catches. He catches oh, yeah. a sixty eight yard ball. Did he catch another pass the rest of the game? I mean, they do that <laughs> all the time. I need seven and eighty nine to touch the ball more. Hey, but you tied in look good. Where did that guy come out of? He he he's been good all year. Again, wow. two of the biggest question marks coming into this season have been answered. Everyone tell me how bad the tight end position. The tight end positions have been the tight ends have been fine this year, better than anyone thought. They just they just bought so many other areas. And listen, why y'all going for it on fourth and one with the time running out? And well, they doing that the for clock because they doing that because the way this season's going, they would have blocked the field goal and running back for a touchdown. <laughs> that's why that have been a perfect yeah. Christmas gift. That, that, that's why. That's why. And I was okay with it. All right. It. All right. I tried to calm you down, but tell him I failed. Okay. Okay. Really, I I don't know. I look for the if if a lot of you were screaming, kick the field goal. I understand. And there's many times in my life where I'd have said, "Oh, I'm good. Kick the field goal." But the way this season was going, I'm like, I'd rather play the clock right there. Because I didn't need to see Will Lutz missing a field goal or them blocking it and returning it for a touchdown. I, I was good with what they did. I was good. I was good with what they did. And if I'm a Falcon fan, I'm like, what in the world are you doing, idiots? Like, all you got to do is run back and throw a Hail Mary. They're probably going to call pass interference. That's your best chance anyway. Like, step back, throw a bomb. If it gets picked off, who cares? You you got z- almost zero chance to win anyway. Your 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 chance to win is to drop back and throw it up and hope they call pass interference. And when if and if it's a Saints defender, it's got a pretty good chance of happening. They're killing me, killing me. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Stay tuned. Helpful holiday tip number 12. Use caution when adding bourbon to your eggnog. Everyone likes a good time, but no one wants to see you have a pants down, face down in the yard good time. Okay? This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 
1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you about the Hangout Music Fest. No one's thinking about the beach right now. Or maybe they're dreaming about the beach, Gulf Shores, Alabama in May, because it is cold outside, and they tell me it's about to get colder. <clears throat> Are we buying? It's going to be in the teens. Is that true? By the end of the week, they're saying, they're telling me it's going to be in the teens. And you people tell me how much you like cold weather. Y'all are all insane. But anyway, hang out, Music Fest. While you're freezing this week, you can think about Gulf Shores, Alabama, and a beach vacation in May. May 19th through the 21st, where you could see the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Calvin Harris, Paramore, Lil Nas X, and more at 1037. The game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles want to give you VIP passes to the Hangout Music Fest. What will that do? Get, uh, grant you exclusive viewing areas, stage side pools, hot tubs, gourmet food. Hangout Music Fest is a beach vacation like none other. None other. Find out more by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. If you would like to get in, any thoughts on the Saints game yesterday? Any thoughts on, you know, I I was at, um, at my brother's house on Saturday, so I didn't see all the games. Now, I saw that the Colts were up 30 to nothing. And the last thing, the next thing I hear is they lost. And I'm like, they what? They lost. Like, how did that happen? And, um, you know, that that is, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know how to begin. I mean, can you imagine? It's been a rough season for the Colts and they've had some, I mean, it's just not going well at all. And then, you know, they get rid of the coach, and Saturday won his first game, and then he kind of blows one and with a little controversial decision, and then they're up 33 to nothing. I mean, you got to do some right to be beating a team that's better than you 33 to nothing. You got to do something right. I didn't see – I mean, I didn't. I don't. I don't know the details. I just know that that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, any thoughts you have on that? The Raiders get. You know, it it was a. It's been a wacky NFL season, and it was a wild and wacky NFL weekend. No question. Just crazy stuff happening. So, any thoughts you have on that? The Cajuns. We'll be talking more as the week goes on between now and Friday. Uh, Houston's really good. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, I heard Jay's interview or Raymond's interview with Jay and everything Jay said made sense. I mean, again, it's going to be tough to slow him down. Now, these teams haven't played in a month or longer. You never know how someone's going to execute when they hadn't played. But, and they're going to be freezing to death. So you never know how they're going to execute when they freeze into death. But 
since the Tulane game, which happened sometimes, I think, late Octo- late October or so, sometime in October, the seven games they've played since the Tulane game where they lost in overtime, they've kind of – Houston has kind of put their offense – it's like they stopped trying to play old school football and they're just like, we're just going to – we're just going. I mean, you know, they became football version of, you know, Loyola Marymount. They just – they just said, okay, we're just going to throw the football. And, um, you know, their running stats, they're, they they had a running back that got hurt early in the season, I understand. And they just, they just, it's not that they never run the football. I mean, they have a couple back. Well, their quarterbacks, like they're one of their top two leading rushers. So, I mean, they don't have like a, you know, a really running back. I think their leading rusher has like 400 yards or something. And so they, but they can really throw the football. They've been averaging about thir- uh, about three hundred um, eighty passing yards, just under three hundred eighty passing yards a game for the last seven games. Three eighty. They can really throw it, and so it's going to be tough. I mean, it's a tough, tough chore. Cajun uh, men's basketball plays in two days in Austin. We talked about that quite a bit on Friday after their win in McNeese. And the women actually play a home game tonight, 6 o'clock at the Cajun Dome. And, um, they struggled again over the weekend, loss at Lamar. I, I, you know, again, I don't know how long you can not make shots and then all of a sudden start making shots. It's getting to be pretty alarming how many shots and how, or I should say, how few shots uh, Coach Broadhead's team has made. And they got they got to correct that in a hurry. I mean, they got they got this game tonight, and then they got ten day break, and then they start conference, and they ain't made any shots this season. So it's a little scary. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kev. Always fun when you beat the Falcons, no matter what the record. Well, I I'm certainly just- rather win than lose. I agree. I mean, I, you know, I was just like, I again. What is it me? I mean, that was that was the Tampa game all over again. Like I was trying to forget it, and they played another Tampa game, just like the Monday well, night game. Dominate the game, multiple chances to put them away, and refuse to put them away. And I mean, I'm texting my buddies. Thank God we're playing the only team stupider than us. Well, that's not true. Yeah. That's not. True. Well, again, I, I I wouldn't have thrown a pass if I'm the Falcons. They were running. They uh, we got the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man in, in the middle of our defense. Apparently, they were running at will against us, and these knuckleheads kept dropping back and throwing passes and got in trouble almost every time they did. And I'm like, thank God, because look, I'm so sick of Saints pre-snap penalties. Uh, we we're just brain dead, Kevin. We're not a good enough team to overcome all the the self-inflicted injuries we do to ourselves. And that's the frustrating part about this team. I don't mind getting beat, but you can't just continue to beat yourselves with free snap penalties and, and the play calling is beyond atrocious at this point. I don't know what happened to Carmichael. Was Sean Payton that big an influence on his creativity or is is Dennis Allen telling them you run a, a Pop Warner offense? I just can't figure them out. So, because look, I I really believe this team's got the ta- our defensive secondary talent is off the chart, and it's young. Our linebackers it was so good having Warner back. Um, I mean, I thought Demario Davis has declined this year, and I'm, I'm a big Demario Davis. Fan. Yeah, he he, he doesn't. Just, he's missing way too many tackles. 
and and we can't just allow teams to run right up the gut again. It was it was almost embarrassing how how easily they were running the football. But look, they hung in there and they found a way to win. Uh, we we found a tight end in Johnson. It looks like we uh, still need the running back, like you said, and they finally give it to him. But what do they do? They fumble. It's like we can't stand prosperity. But just when I thought the Saints own the patent on inventing ways to lose. I had the good fortune of watching the Pat supposedly coached by the coaching genius, best coach in the league, totally go brain dead. And well, again, I mean, he didn't really do anything wrong. He called a running play and they, and and if they had tackled him at the line, everything would, no one would have thought anything, but this guy breaks into the open field and then, and then go, it gets crazy with it. How how tough is that for Belichick? I, I could just see his head wanting to explode. I mean, you 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 pride yourself on drafting and coaching smart guys, and it's amazing how in the moment, even pretty smart guys can just totally lose their mind and and their their situational football awareness. It's just, and we see it a lot. We see mostly because the Saints, and we watch them every week. But I got a buddy that says it's happening all over the league. We just see our our own team, so we think it's 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 special just to us. But no, it's there's brain dead and boneheadedness rampant throughout the NFL. And I mean, almost to a point where I got buddies saying, "I've been telling you the league's rigged," and I'm like, "I don't even know if that's rigged. That's just stupid." Yeah, but no, I don't. I'll, I'll take the W, baby. And look, where where I mean. The, the, I'm still haven't forgiven Ingram. We're in Ingram football being poked out ahead from being in first place in the division right now. Sole possession of first place. If if Mark Ingram was a bad football player, that's all. That's that's all it would require for the Saints to be in sole possession of first place. But they're doing what they do to us, bro. I told you on Friday they're going to win this game because they want to get. Yeah, but I really, I really, I really thought, I really thought, I really expected them to play well, and they came out. And looked like they were about to play well, and then they just they just can't get out of their own way. They can't do basic stuff consistently. Most penalized team in the league uh, again. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that are inexcusable uh, to me. Pre-snap penalties. We say that stuff. Yesterday, the Broncos are the most penalized team in the league, and the Cardinals are lead the league in offense and offensive penalties. They said yesterday. So. Well, I thought they said that during our game too. That's but what I'm saying. I don't tally. know. What, yeah, you know, they may be know. so bad that yeah. as as the penalty happens, they just keep passing each other up. We definitely lead the league in pre-snap penalties. They said that for a fact during the game. And again, that the who would have? But they said that about the Broncos too. So I don't game, know. Which, which is our other area that we just can't seem to make turnovers, and they got one when they needed it most. So. I was impressed with with the quarterback of the Falcons running up to London after he fumbled that ball. I think, I, I really think he's going to be a good quarterback for the Falcons. Uh, but uh, I hope not. Uh, well, <laughs> me neither. But I was impressed. He, he didn't. With he, he didn't run. He didn't run as much as I mean. He just fumbled. He ran some, but he didn't run as much as I expected him to run. I agree. I thought he was going to be, and most rookie quarterbacks. That's that's their. You know, the first instinct is I'm in trouble, let me run. And I just, if I'm the Falcons, I don't call a pass, Kevin. 
I don't call a pass. I run, yeah, but I it, run three plays, and if you don't get if it, they'd have done it, that I, I mean, it's not like the Saints were never stopping them. They had quite a few minus threes on running plays, but they, I think they would have stopped them some. But yeah, the Saints' run defense was miserable again. I still don't know how they stopped the cheaters. I mean, the cheaters ran for less than a hundred yards at home against that defense. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> And those are the two games which you keep pointing out to give us hope is, yeah, if we played the way we play, and the two losses, probably our best two games of the year. And, oh, yeah. In the, the 49ers for... and back-to-back Tampa Bay games. And they just, again, in those games, they invented ways to lose, which to me, like Luke said, is the mark of a bad But again, team. they're but not inventing knows? ways to lose. They're, we're not talking about, like, the Patriots just lost. They didn't come up with some out of the – I mean, we're talking run to a stick, catch a ball that's thrown right to you. That's not inventing anything. That's basic 90% plays, and in Ingram's case, 100% play. They're not inventing ways to lose. They just, in the biggest moment, they don't make a routine play that a bad football player can make. That's well, my we'll point. Just, we'll, we'll argue on schematics. I call that inventing ways no, to lose. No, that's not inventing. you got a 15-year veteran doesn't stick a ball out the Patriots yesterday invented a way to lose that 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 yeah that made me feel good as a Saints fan because as bad as all our losses were this year none of them I'm just I'm, I'm still amazed I'm like what were you thinking did you just get so lost in the moment it, that it, you it, forgot you were tied it's 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 uh, crazy it's it, it, it is it is crazy let me take I'm overdue thanks for the call Joey hey who that, baby? We beat the Falcons. We swept, as sorry as we are, we swept the Falcons, dude. That's a wonderful year. No. I disagree. But anyway, um, all right. We'll take a timeout. Come back with more. As always, to a day after a Saints game, a Monday, especially a day after a Saints game, two hours open phone line, so feel free to call in. <sighs> Just trying to get, I'm trying to get to to Saturday. It's going to be a long, long, long week. I'm going to need lots of prayer. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Helpful holiday tip number one. Remember to actually leave milk and cookies for Santa and not some hipster healthy option. The big fella is holly and jolly for a reason. This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote wants to remind you, if you would like to get a sneak preview to the new biographical Whitney Houston movie, I Want to Dance with Somebody, simply need to text Whitney to 68683. Text Whitney to 68683. And you might win a pair of tickets for the sneak peek preview, which is tomorrow at the Celebrity Theater in Broussard. The... Sneak peek preview brought to you by A. Brian Jewelers and the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right, I wanted to make sure that I, what I was saying was right. So, so Batman yesterday was two for two passing for 80 yards and a touchdown. Like, 
and again, I'm I understand if he's not your starting quarterback, he's only going to throw so many passes. But why can't he be four for four, five for five? I'm not saying go out there and throw 15 passes, but why only two? He was two for two for 80 yards and a touchdown. He can't throw at least one a quarter. Is that really too much to ask? Four or five passes? Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. How's everything going this morning? Oh, I'm struggling. I'm just. What's your soul? You said you need. You're struggling to make it to Saturday. What's going on Saturday? Oh, just trying to get through this week. Oh, okay. All right. I, I thought you. No, somebody like with the Saints? <laughs> Kevin, you're not still all. Oh, as far as Saturday, well, yeah, I mean, I want to win. I want to play well. And and look, I don't – look, you know me, before the season started, I saw the Browns game and I said, the Browns own the Saints and the Eagles own the Saints in Philly. Now, the Eagles don't really own the Saints in New Orleans, but they own them in Philly. And so, I'm like, you know, the the Saints, in my mind, lost both of these games. Now, and then the Browns win over the weekend. Yeah, I I don't know. uh, I don't think they can beat the Browns. I don't know how the Saints are going to possibly stop – Chubb from getting 200 yards. Uh, I mean, that guy yesterday was absolutely destroying us. Yes. Uh, Algiers, Algiers, I just called him Algiers. But he was he was just, you know, he, he was running rampant through, or, I mean, tackles, man. Just he, 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 he's, a, he's an NFL running back, Kevin. I tell you what. Oh, and I'm so really, is Patterson. I, I mean, the Falcons I, I, have I would, two yeah, NFL yeah, Patterson, running backs. Patterson's just, Patterson's just uh, uh, every time I see Patterson, in the, at first I was happy. I said, oh, man, I'm glad they, glad they got this other cat in there because Patterson's not going to kill us. And then, whoa, whoa lordy. Man, this, the Falcons have two NFL running backs. We have none. None. Right. Not this tonight. You said you got, I'm going to give you part credit. He played a better football game yesterday. You know, he, he actually didn't go down the First time, exactly. You know, sometimes he fell forward when they hit him instead of that collapse straight to the ground. You know, just like yeah. a, like a, uh, uh, somebody pulled the plug out of one of those uh, inflatable things. Like you know, he just he actually did fall forward a couple times. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You know, Kevin. You know, I know you get you get upset when it's bad football team. You know, you that makes you angry, but. I'll give you some examples of how you get to be. Like, okay, second and one. Uh, Kamara picks up nine. Okay? It's second and one. All right? So we're going to hand off to Kamara again, which, hey, no problem. Well, 51, Kevin, decides that he's got 97. Okay, on his, I call it, you know, it's a three-tech, he's football term, on his outside shoulder, and he decides, that he's not going to step in front of him and cut him off. He doesn't block anybody and let 97 Jared just come through and crush 41 for two or three-yard loss. Uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just a collection of things. I mean, just just do terrible things at, at such inopportune times that keep you – it's just little things. That's what make you a bad football team. Now – you know, individual players and plays happen, but it's the collection, you know, of, of 
and you know you can never really put a finger on that why it's happening. It's got to have something to do with practice. Has you know it's a collection of things, a, a group of things that make you know it's coaches, it's players, it's lack of attention to detail, it's focus, it's all those things that you know uh, it's intangibles that make you a bad football team. All right, Kevin, I want to point out one thing. I know you must have been losing your mind on some of these spots yesterday. Kevin, and spotting I know is the most difficult thing for officials. I understand that. But that one spot kind of late in the game when he threw the little when Atlanta threw the little swing pass yeah. to thirty five. Yeah. And he caught the ball and didn't I mean did not as soon as he turned his body, damn, knocked him down as a 18, I guess it was. They needed to get to the 20. Yes. Kevin, they spot the guy at the plus 19 and a few inches. It's Gave amazing. Gave him a third and 18 inches. Yes. I'm thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't. Listen, I want to challenge you. I'm telling you, it was, it may have been if that drive or the second to last drive. It's just incredible. And some of the same spots, Kevin, I mean, when you fall down on, I'm not talking about the yellow line on TV now. I'm talking about the orange marker. When your body falls on it and they put you back a foot and a half. It, it, listen, the spotting yesterday was as bad as I've seen in a while. But, hey, Kevin, hey, thanks won the game. Uh, well, know, again, I mean, so, you want to win. I get that. But, uh, you know, I. I, I can yeah, I, I can win and not be happy with the performance, and I can lose and still be happy with the performance. I mean, I thought yeah, they oh played yeah. uh, listen, they listen, played way like better it. in Cheaterville than they did yesterday. Oh yes, much better. They played much better in San Francisco than they played yesterday. They looked like like you say. Uh, can I, at two instances where they've looked like NFL team, even in Tampa Bay until the last five minutes, they looked like an NFL team. Yes. Yesterday. Eh. Nah, you know, yesterday is questionable. You know, definitely. All, All right, right I got to take a time out. You Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you between now and then. All right, my man, you too. All Have right. We'll take a time out, come back, finish out the first hour next on the game. Here comes Santa Claus. Here Welcome comes back. Santa Claus right down Santa Claus Lane. We are now less than a week from Christmas, and if you or some of you – are ready for Christmas music around Thanksgiving, and some of y'all can only take about a week. So if you're one of the ones that take about a week, just to give you um, some advice, you can listen to all your Christmas classics or local Cajun Christmas songs on the Louisiana Christmas Channel, nonstop Christmas music, 24-7 on the Louisiana Christmas Channel. You can listen on lachristmaschannel.com or download the free mobile app on both your Apple and Android devices and listen on your Amazon Alexa. Again, listen to Holiday Cheer with the Louisiana Christmas Channel. All right, so it is a Monday after the Saints, so we talked quite a bit about that. Again, uh, crazy weekend in the NFL. I saw that the the Midgets beat the – have a friend who calls them the Commodores. I think that's hilarious. The um, Raymond's little team, the Commodores. They, it would that'd be a funny name. They could have a big on the helmet. They could have a picture of of Lionel Richie on it. That would be funny. But um, they won, and so they've kind of hanging in there, hang, hanging in the the Detroit Lions won. They kind of hanging in there. Um, 
in in you know Southern Miss did very well in their bowl game. The, the Cajuns couldn't stop Frank Gore in a lot of their game when they lost in Hattiesburg, and and neither could um I forget who it was at Southern Southern Miss crushed one big over the weekend. Uh, Troy had a nice win. And so, so far, Sunbelt's doing pretty well in the bowl games. And, I mean, uh, I talked a little bit about the Cajun matchup with Troy. I mean, with Houston. It's going to be tough. Uh, but, again, it's, it's, it, it's more difficult to judge bowl games than it is regular matchups because there's so much time off between games for most of these teams. I mean, most teams hadn't played in a month. By the time they play a bowl game, depending on how early their bowl game is. And then, you know, you're playing someone who may or may not be full strength. Now, in Houston's case, um, everybody's playing. Uh, you don't get that a whole lot, especially a team that's got some guys that are going to the NFL. Everybody's playing. And so, it again, I, I think the Cajuns are um, – it, this, of all the bowl wins the Cajuns have had, I think this would be their best one if they got it. It would be their best one. I don't know if they can get it, but it would be the best one if they did. Down for one hour, another hour to go. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline 706-0111, 706-0111. If you would like to get in, could discuss the Saints. Anything else going on in this wacky NFL Weekend, you know, when the season started, Packers and Rams. Oh, that'll be a great game. And look, might turn out to be a great game. Who knows? You know, you never know how a game is going to turn out. Could go overtime and, you know, went on a Hail Mary or something crazy. Anything could happen in a game. But on this side of the fence, it doesn't look like a promising game. But we'll see um, what happens? I mean, I fully expect the Packers to win. I, I mean, I would think the Packers are going to win this game going away would be my. If you ask for a prediction, I would think, um, you know, it's going away. But we'll see. We'll see how, you know, most of us thought the Cowboys were going to kill the Texans. That didn't happen. Most of us thought that the Chiefs were going to kill the Texans. That didn't happen. And so you just you just never know. You never know how these games are going to turn out, for sure. And so um, it is. Uh, we'll wait and see. But I, I I wouldn't think a lot of people would be really glued to the TV for that game. Not did not turn out to be the matchup that. You know, a lot of people thought it would be for sure. Speaking of the Astros, like we do in all our little promos there, um, the Astros over the weekend signed Michael Brantley. Now, most Astro fans love Michael Brantley. You know, they, they're around the team and the announcers. They call him Uncle Mike. Seems like a good guy. 
he's just um um you know he he was injured you'll wonder how much does he have left because this is his second fairly major kind of surgery obviously he's a hitter i mean he's 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 not a he's an average at best outfielder he has average at best speed. I mean, he's not slow, but he's not fast. And and, and, he, and he's older. And so, he, you know, he's a guy that you need him to be a 300 hitter, which is what he is. He's a 300 hitter. And he's a guy who's a leader on your team. And even last year when he wasn't playing, he's, you know, supposedly made this great speech. And after they got beaten game three and, 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 you know, if you believe what you hear, it kind of turned the team around a little bit. So, uh, in terms of their focus and motivation and all that kind of stuff. And so, look, I, I'm certain if Michael Brantley can go out there and be Michael Brantley and hit 300 something, I'll be all for it. Now, I, I would like for them to pick up someone else. Still, I'd like to have another outfield option because, again, if you look at Brantley as mostly a DH. And you look at El Pedro Grande as mostly a DH. I mean, that's a lot of DHs. And if, I mean, if they keep talking about keeping Yuli, I just don't think you can keep Yuli. I just, I don't think you can. Because that, that's too many DHs. You got to have some athleticism. You got to have some, some uh, I don't know. That's too many DHs. So they're going to need to, signing Brantley, again, I'm not against it. Love Brantley. If, if Brantley is Brantley, I'm all for it. But if Brantley's not Brantley, they're going to need some athleticism and they're going to need another bat. Uh, I don't know why they haven't signed Conforto yet. I don't get it. Um, but, again, um, you know, at, at some point you have to just trust them. And they and I think as Astro fans, they've earned the, the trust. Um, what they've done in the last six or seven, eight years, something like it really it's going back – 2015, we're going on eight years now. They've been pretty good. So um, we'll just wait and see. But it was interesting over the weekend to see what uh, that Brantley sign. We'll see how that plays out. All right. It's still early. I know the hot stove was last week and a lot of things happened, but still a long, lot, long time for things to happen between now and when they start reporting spring training mid to late February, about two months from now. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy, sir. You doing all right? Oh, you know, <laughs> yesterday was, you know, it was a very aggravating game. It was close to being really good, but once again, you know, it was just a re I was just so aggravated because it was a replay of, the, of the, the game when they blew against the Yucks. I mean, they dominated the game and then they just tried to give it away at the end. Well, there's a difference in those two games for me. At the um, beginning point of the fourth quarter yesterday, I felt like they they weren't giving this up. Last week, however, I said there's always Tom Brady. And when you have that. Yeah, but Brady didn't really do much in that game. I mean, he threw a bomb and they, and they interfered. He didn't really do much in that game. Uh, he He pulled off two touchdowns late. He threw a 50-yard pass in desperation, and the Saints guy panicked and interfered with the guy. Well, anyway, uh, you know you're always talking about the officials, and I'm always uh, agreeing mostly, but uh, yesterday during the Commodores 
in the Giants, the Midgets game. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a play late in the game where the Redskins were mounting a comeback, and the wideout looked at the official on the sideline and asked him if he was lined up okay because he doubted that he was. The official told him he was. Well, as soon as he turned his head back to get into the play, the official put his hand on the flag, waited for the play to start, pulled out the flag, and called him with a violation. Yeah, it's kind of cheesy. Well, that's on first take this morning. I mean, golly, you, 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 you're looking at it. It's right there. He puts his hand on the flag about a full second before the play started, and he just pulled it out once the play started and called the offense on the guy that uh, just checked with him to make sure he was legal. Now that that needs to be followed up on by somebody. Yeah, it doesn't. It does. It's not. It's not cool. I agree. Yeah, and uh, the uh, the officiating really almost makes this whole thing unwatchable. If you if you don't win by twenty, uh, they can take it out of your hands real quick. In the, at any level, I mean, officiating officials are again. It, I'm hoping some people are starting to understand. It's not about cheating. It's not about a cop out. They're just. They're a huge part of the game. They have more authority than anyone on the field. To, to, to think that they don't determine the winner is just, it's just silly. And, again, when you say determine the winner, doesn't even necessarily mean that uh, they're cheating or conspiracy or any of that. It's the definition of what they have. You can throw run the greatest play of all time, and they can call a penalty are you, on you. Or you can step out of bounds and catch a touchdown pass, and they give it to you. I mean, they are the ultimate authority. Of course they determine to win. Well, how about that uh, P.I. they called yesterday on the Saints? Yeah, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. It wasn't P.I. at all. And then they had they had one in the end zone on Denver where the guy was all over him, and there's no it's just no question in most of our minds if that had happened to a Saints defender back they'd have called it. But yeah, man, that's just, I saw that one this morning yeah, too. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's they 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 do control the game, and it's yeah. that's what I mean. It makes it's it the definition. It's the definition of what their responsibility is. It's set up for them to determine the game because. Again, like I always say, you can make the greatest play of all time, and if the official says it doesn't count, it don't count. It don't matter what you did. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like you say about instant replay. If you're not going to do it right, don't do it. Well, I, I'm an instant replay guy, but they need to do it right. Yeah, I don't know how they botched the one in the, with the Raiders yesterday. That that was shocking to me. The same way they've botched dozens over the years. I mean, come on. And – uh but anyway, I'm kind of encouraged, Jesse. I couldn't believe that uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay both lost, and that <laughs> was killing on. It's hard to believe. And again, if they hadn't blown that game on Monday night in Tampa, they'd be in sole possession of first place right now. That's what we're talking about. All yeah, Mark so- Ingram had to do was run to a stick, and the Saints would be in sole possession of first place right now with three to go. I, I know. It, see, it's hard to process, wrap your mind around. It it's, really is. It's crazy. I appreciate the call. Merry Christmas. Thank you. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Yeah, I kind of agree with the last caller. I didn't hear, um, I couldn't hear the rest of the conversation. But you know what, man? Like I said earlier this morning, I don't want to hear anything. When you sometimes you interview, I think uh, referees from uh, who officiate NFL games from the area. I think sometimes I hear them on the radio. 
I don't want to hear anything they have to say. So all they do, all they're going to do is just cop pleas for the league and for the, and for their fellow reps. So they, they're not going to call out anything worth saying. So to me, it's almost like it's, it's not even worth listening to when I hear them speak on uh, officiating because they're not going to say anything worth saying. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to give up anything because I because my thing is this: the last caller is right. Some of this stuff is just so blatant. Like what? What is going on? And, and guess what? You, we're not going to interview him. They're going to interview the player, and they're going to make sure. Hold up, make sure what he say, he doesn't say anything out of line, so we can go, so we can uh, find him. Let's watch that interview. Rivera, Rivera wanted to say some things, and he even said, "Man, you know I can't go there." Yeah. So they just wait yeah. for, for them to say anything. But guess what? This referee just go skedaddle something. Else. You know what I hate, man? When they call it, oh, it's a part time job. Man, they make it three hundred a year, part time. Yes. Man, man, give me a part-time job uh, making that, man. And I'm not even the type to even come at to talk about how much someone makes. But they'll come at me and sit up here and tell me it's part-time. They're making 300 a year. You, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I, I have no respect for these officials in most of these professional leagues, uh, especially NBA and the NFL. Man, it's umpires, too, at times. Like I said, man, I know what I'm saying, man. And please explain to me. I'm, I'm, I'm. What was that, man? Raiders and Patriots. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. That guy just. Again, I was. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't have advised the first one, but the, but the second one, you just can't throw the ball backwards like that. I mean, that's just crazy. Not that far. I mean, you're just asking for trouble. Like I said, I would love to see someone try to uh, defend these referees, man. But I don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like I. I cringe every time I hear a ref talk on the radio. You know, it's, it's just a bunch of just baloney. They, I, I know. I, I want to do. They have to sign NDAs after they leave the, uh, after they leave these leagues, man. Like you can't just go out here and just start speaking. We, we can't have too many uh, Donahue's. You know what I'm saying? Donahue's and stuff. Uh, right. And that's, that's that's referees out there, man. Asking for autographs. Just doing this little stuff, man. Stuff that does that to me. That question the ethics of what they're supposed to be doing out there. But I guess. You know, we don't care about any of that because we so because we want to be entertained. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, have a good one. Thank I, the, you. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the entertain part. I, this ain't entertainment. I mean, I know it is, but for me, it's not. Not about entertainment. No. Look, I've said for years, and again, I'm really not as anti-officials as some. I'm anti-NFL rules. Again, if you sit in a room... And you say, well, this is a is not a catch, but we're okay with deciding a game on this ticky tack fifty yard interference, then you have a problem. Like, in other words, their whole goal is 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 the problem in my mind. Like, I'm okay with this not being a catch deciding a Super Bowl, but I'm perfectly okay with this pity pat fifty yard. Uh, pass interference call. If that decides Super Bowl, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. What? Again, if you, if that, if if that is the that you, I can't get past that. Forget about conspiracies or bad calls. The rules are messed up. The goal of the rules are messed up. They don't. They're not into deciding. To where they awarding the the guy who executes the best on the field. They're not into that. 
that's why that's where I just I can't. But again, I I've said for years, players, officials should have to answer, just like, and I guess they've kind of come towards like first base to that, you know, by by having these ex officials, and they too much of what they say is creative accounting. But, like, yesterday, I mean, I, I was watching the Bronco game, and it was pass interference, and the guy said that should have been called pass interference. So they don't always agree with the officials. They, they, do it a, they disagree a little more. But, again, my problem is more with the rules than the actual officiating. But, my, but also my problem is that, 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 that the great lie that officials don't determine games. Well, that's just... I mean, that's just coming up. That's adding 2 plus 2 and coming up with 12. I mean, that's not even. you're not even close to the truth. You're just blind if you believe that. All right. And, again, I understand that coaches and players, when they're playing, have to think that way because you have to execute. That's a totally different story. I'm not saying p- coaches shouldn't preach that to their players. It's just not accurate. Players need to play like their, their play determines the game or you can't execute. I get that, but but to think that officials don't determine games, I mean, that's just silliness. It's just you're just lying to yourself. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros. Helpful holiday tip number 24. Do not buy your wonderful wife a mixer or knife set or any other kitchen item. Since she puts up with you all year, she deserves jewelry, you filthy animal. This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Want to remind you about the Game Rewards Club like we always do. If you would like to win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lesser Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen at Cypress Bayou Casino, you need to join the Game Rewards Club. It's free. It's simple. So do it today by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. 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 All right. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, a couple things. First off, want to follow up on the, the officials' conversation. Um, here's my assertion. The NFL doesn't want... To, to get all the calls right, um, not not they don't want to question their officials. They don't want to do what might be cost prohibitive or whatnot to get all the calls right. I believe the NFL wants their fingers on the scale um, first and foremost to maximize profits, um, to be able to influence in imperceptible. Ways, for instance, getting getting the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl, you know, as a new franchise in that city again, and fire up that fan base. Um, I mean, it's just too simple to have, uh, you know, a three-man um, eye in the sky type 
watching for these blown calls. To, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, I agree. It's, it's too, it's too simple. I mean, I will go to my grave believing that the NOLA no call was not a missed call. It was not. Uh, oh well, you know, somehow we just missed that. I'll go to my grave believing the marching orders for that day was, hey, if the Saints are just four touchdowns better than the Rams today, good. So be it. But if there's a way that within reason we can steer the, the, the Rams into the Super Bowl, you know, those are the marching orders of the day. Um, call me a conspiracy theorist. Tell me, hey, there's all these refs and, and somebody would talk. Somebody will one day, most likely. But there's a ton of money. In, I mean, we're kidding ourselves. There's so much money in this sport to believe Number one, they won't try to maximize profits at every last turn. And number two, with something that would be so affordable, I mean, we can all sit on our couches and, and instantly say, that's egregious. Not the, you know, the no, no call is a perfect example, but there's, there's one or two or three every, every weekend that it's like, holy crap, how did they miss that? Not just Saints games. Um, that's my assertion. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go to my grave with it. You can't explain otherwise why they wouldn't take. Let's get it right. We have the technology. It'd be faster than having these silly reviews, right? I, I, I agree um, with you. I agree with that. Yes. Second, second point I just wanted to ask you. Um, this last week, there's been a little smoke about, you know, Sean Payton wanting to return to coaching and, and hey, are the Saints actually in the mix and could it be that he and Tom Brady wanted to team up in Miami last year? But, hey, there's an opportunity. Is it, is it them coming to New Orleans next year? What are your thoughts on that? Well, we discussed it a little bit last week, and I, um, you know, again, I don't really think it's going to happen. Uh, would Sean Payton only come back if he had Tom Brady? Uh, I don't think that, but I, I, I would I would prefer to have Casper the quitter back than to bring Tom Brady back. But I do think it's realistic. I mean, it all makes sense that it could happen. Uh, I don't yeah. really expect it to happen, but some people say it's just you know it's it's craziness. But no, I, I think it you could easily make an argument for that to happen. Well, I mean, it, it sounds crazy that he and, and Brady were trying to go to Miami this past offseason, but no sports, no NFL reporters worth their salt were willing to deny. You know, of course, Sean Payton said that's, you know, nonsense, but, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. there's no way he'd ever admit to that. Um, you know, the Saints fan in us, I think, is is definitely, you know, hey, we had – uh, we wanted to hope for the best with Dennis Allen, but he's not head coach material. He doesn't look um, there was There was a really good article I ran across last week about him being the least uh, aggressive coach in the league. Some stat about um, not, you know, kicking a field goal, not going for it in, in, in the fourth quarter or overtime, fourth and, and one or two yards. Something about he had already done that five times this year, and it took Sean Payton three seasons to do it three times. And just the aggression, the leadership, the the players are going to run through a brick wall following you because you exude that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not there. Dennis yeah. Allen doesn't have that. No. He, he coaches scared. He looks like a deer in the headlights on the sidelines. Um, he's, you know, 
we, we know there's there's great positional coaches that just aren't made to be the alpha, and he's, he's not. Seems that so, way. I, I, I appreciate the call, I sir. I mean, Merry I'd Christmas. I'd like Sean Payton back in New Orleans, but I also would follow that up by saying I hope the narrative allows him a fair shot moving forward. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Merry, uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks you for too. taking the call. Thank you. I um, I'm not as much in the conspiracy that Jeremy was talking about, but I have trumpeted for decades. It's not that complicated, folks. If they wanted, he's right about that, in my opinion. If they wanted to get it right, all they got to do is have people in the booth, and essentially, college does that. Like, just if they were trying to get it right, if they were about doing the right thing. They would just correct it. Now, not all this silly, how many challenges do I have? Can I go to the bathroom, Miss Jones? I mean, it's so stupid. It's so childish, just how much challenges I have left. We're talking about the NFL. We're talking about a mega billion dollar. Oh, no, we can't get it right because I don't have any challenges left. I don't have my little wooden man so I can go to the bathroom today. It's awful. I've always thought that was just totally ridiculous. So I, I totally agree with him that we've got to, um, they've got to get to where they do it right. And trying to get the right thing, but that's not their goal. I agree with him. That's not their, I don't agree on the conspiracy part as much as a lot of people, but when your goal is not to get it right, think about, look, it's hard enough to get it right when that's your goal. The NFL's goal is not to get it right. So how far, how the NFL's goal is not to reward the team that plays the best or the player on that particular play that plays the best. So if that's not your goal, then how are you going to get it right? Enough percentage at a time. I, you know, that's just that's the problem. Again, I, I just, but because to his point, they got making all this money. It's just not. You have to have a fail safe. You just have to. And the fact that we've had access to instant replay since the '80s, and there's still no fail safe. Well, then it's just. I mean, there's just no way around it. They don't care about getting it right. I mean, that's the only assumption. And it's the only thing to make. They don't care about getting it right. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. How Good, are you? Good morning, sir. One quick comment, kind of in reference to your last caller, Kevin. I, you know, I hate to, to, not, to knock coaches because I've done it for a long time. But I think Carmichael... It's probably the worst short yardage play caller since the fall of the Roman Empire. <laughs> He's been bad. I but mean, again, it was last last week. How many times you got to run into a brick wall before you realize you can't run through a brick wall? Anyway, at least this week, they, at least you did one quarterback sneak that was successful. So I thought maybe he was in the dressing room when they made that call. But. <laughs> No, it's killing me. It's killing me. Yes, I agree. Oh, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. They got the best two-yard running back in the whole league, and he's on the damn bench. I don't know. It's frustrating. 
But yes, sir. Maybe things will change. I hope so. Thanks for taking Thank my you. call. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. No, I. And again, like yesterday at the end when they put Batman under center, you can't do that once a season. You have to do it, you know, at least once every other game. Like you, you, you gotta, you gotta. Everybody knew what was about to happen. Now he didn't, and and he, I, who I don't know. They know how many, how many times has he taken a snap in practice even this season? You gotta work on that stuff, and you can't just show it once a season. And again, the thing that's amazing. I'd have to go back to see, but I remember it was about midseason or just shy of midseason. They had played at least five or six games, maybe a few more than that. Maybe it was mid. And I, and I heard like the Saints coming into this game, they were leading the NFL and converting on third and short. And they've ever since I heard that they've been miserable, just miserable. They just, and I'm sure Batman had a lot to do with that early in the season, but uh, they've got a they don't. They've run the fullback a few times and it's worked. They threw to him. It wasn't it wasn't a third and one. It was about a third and four yesterday, and he broke a tackle and got a first down. And look, he, Prentice is okay. He's a, you know he's a run of the mill dime a dozen fullback. It's not like he's special, but still, most fullbacks run hard. Of course, if you had Latavius Murray, it would solve a lot of that issue. I try not to be the, the old cry over spilled milk, but I'm going to cry over that spilled milk for a long time. Should have never happened. He should have never. I'm talking about last season, not this season. And and two for two, 80 yards and a touchdown, he's got to throw more than two passes. Just got to. Got to. And I still say, the best play, and I know it's not a call play, but the best play that the Saints have is for Batman to line up at quarterback, drop back to pass, and scramble. Think about it. When you are rooting for the defense, when the team you're pulling for is on defense, isn't that the scariest thing? When you play an athletic quarterback and he drops back to pass and then he scrambles because you're trying to defend the, the routes. That's what's the, – the Saints never do that. I'd like to know how many times this season has Batman dropped back to pass and then scrambled. I'm not talking about a running play. I'm not talking about when he gets it in the Wildcat and he hesitates and then he runs. That's a running play. I'm talking about dropbacks to pass, survey the field, and then take off. That is the best play the Saints have in their book. And I don't, I mean, I can't even remember the line. Like, they don't ever run it. And I know it's kind of like the adaptation of a place, the extension of a play. But they need that needs to happen way more often. That needs to happen way more often. I mean, I would take that on 31, drop back to pass. If someone's wide open, throw it. If not, run. It loosens up the line of scrimmage. It cannot be that complicated. It cannot be that complicated. 
All right, we'll take a timeout, come back. On the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Helpful holiday tip number 60. Debating whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not is pointless. Die Hard is awesome. So go ahead and sit back and watch John McClane kick butt. This helpful holiday tip is brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. I want to remind you, if you or someone who gets your life made easier by Alexa or Google Home speaker around the house with controlling your lights or temperatures or whatever, you know, did you know you could also do that with the game? Just ask your Alexa or Google Home to play the game Southwest Louisiana. It's that easy. So do the smart thing and have the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles with you at your home, office, everywhere you go. All right. Trying to get through this Monday. We will have three more days in this week as we lead up to not only Christmas, but from a sports standpoint, the Independence Bowl on Friday, 2 o'clock. Man, I'm glad the Independence is a 2 o'clock game. Can you imagine if this game was starting at like 6.30 or 7? I'm hearing highs are in the 20s, low single-digit wind chill at like 1.00. What? That's what they're telling me. I um. I don't often dress. I uh, I think somebody said earlier that the Saints defensive tackle looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I might have to dress that way, where I got so much, three pairs of underwears, long john, short bobs, all kind of stuff, three shirts and. I might look like the pill. I'm fat already. Going to really add all that clothes to you in a in a jacket. I'm going to look like the Pillberry Doze boy. But um, the problem with that is if you fall down and you're fat like me, how do you get back up if you dress that way? It's just all. And they got people that say they hate the summer. They they don't like to sweat. They like cold weather. Oh yeah. I bet Friday I'm going to really agree with that. I like cold weather. Mm-hmm. Y'all are all insane that I like cold weather, in my opinion. But <sighs> Game hotline, 706-0111, 706-0111. On this Monday, again, tonight's game, don't, don't expect it to be very good. We'll see how it goes. The Pels did not have a good time out west. They're coming back home to face a good Bucks team. We'll see what they do. Again, it's not even Christmas yet. Christmas is Sunday. So if you're a Pell fan, wouldn't worry too much about it. It's very, very early. Teams lose, as they say. By the way, speaking of um, other things other than the Saints on this Monday, uh, some high school news. Matt Desermo, the former Cajun football player, brother of the Cajun current head coach and former head coach at Ascension Episcopal, it was officially announced this morning, is um, going to be the head football coach at Catholic High of New Iberia. 
where he and his brother played, and he, um, he left to be an assistant principal. Things did not go as well as they hoped this year for the football season. They finished pretty strong, actually. They, they started out kind of iffy, and then they finished pretty strong, much stronger than, um, than, than it seemed. But Coach Watney is no longer the head coach, and uh, today they made it official where uh, Matt will take over that football program. So I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that knew Matt from his Cajun playing days and also knew Matt from being the head coach at Ascension Episcopal when he did a good job there following his brother Mike who left to be in with Coach Huzz an assistant coach and is not a head coach. So um, just passing along that news. Uh, not a shock, but was made official this morning with an announcement from from the principal. So we'll uh, we'll see how, how that goes uh, moving forward. And they've got, um, you know, get back on the right track. You know, they always say you want to be the one that follows the one that follows kind of thing, and we'll see how, how that plays out moving forward. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Uh, so I haven't worked it all out yet. We'll have to kind of change some of the days maybe at, uh, that we normally interview people because of not having because of when games are and people leaving and holiday plans and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one that I do know is tomorrow, Coach Murphy, we've spoken to on Wednesday and Thursday, we'll be speaking to Coach Murphy from the UL men's basketball team tomorrow. Uh, they were going to be playing Wednesday at um, in Austin. So we'll be talking to him about that game a little earlier than we normally do. Look forward to, to uh, talking to Coach Murphy, as always, about the Cajun men basketball program. It's got to be a little tricky because you play a game and then the whole, you know, a lot of teams, not everyone, but a lot of teams, you know, you don't play again for about a week and a half and, you, and, and you're off around Christmas and all, and which is great. I mean, personally, for the players and coaches, it's tremendous. But you just wonder about how your level of execution is going to be when you when on the other side of that when you start playing with um, games that really matter in conference play, and in the Cajun men's case, you're on the road. Now the women will be at home for a change that that changed this year. But again, if if they don't start making shots, the women, it's not going to matter whether they're at home or the road. I mean, you got to make shots, and they just they aren't making any shots, and they didn't again this past weekend. Lost by I think it was fifteen at Lamar, and they play LSU Alexandria tonight at the Cajun Dome at six o'clock. The good thing about basketball, when it's the weather's like it is, is it's indoors. So you got to get to the parking lot, into the building. But once you get into the building, you don't have to deal with really really cold weather. Um. But this weather report for the Independence Bowl, hmm, man, it might. I'm wondering if it's going to change some minds. <laughs> Boy, you better really. I don't know. I, I, It just keeps getting worse. The first time I saw one, like two weeks ago or a week and a half, it was like in the 40s. I'm like, well, you know, 40s and sunny's not too bad. And it just kept going down and down and down. And now, Raymond's trying to tell me one-degree wind chill. One? 
Single digits ain't good. It's good for a quarterback number, but it ain't good for much else. Single digits? It's good for a deficit in a basketball game if you're going to be behind, but not good for temperatures. Not good. Pabon. Um, so we also have, for a lot of people, fantasy football was this weekend. In, my, in our fantasy league, it was the last weekend. So uh, that those games will matter a little bit more for me this coming um, this coming weekend and Saturday, like Saturday is the bulk of the games are being played Saturday. And so it's going to be strange. It's just going to be a weird weekend. It's been weird already. Um, It's going to be a weird weekend. And I I think it's good though. Like I, I wouldn't want NFL games on Christmas day. That's not, that's just not good. I I like the fact that they made the decision to do the um the NFL games on on Saturday. And look, I, I really, I really don't think the Saints can I'm not saying they can't beat the Browns, but the Browns have owned the Saints since the seventies. And um it is uh, I don't see how they're gonna win, but you know, it's possible. Not really possible, but possible. And um, one thing that helps the Saints moving down the road, we've been talking this Eagles thing, is yesterday the Cowboys lost to Jacksonville. Now, the Eagles struggled with the Bears more than maybe some people thought they would, but they won the game. Um, And the Cowboys got beat at Jacksonville. And that was a, you know, again, it's the old thing. We, you know, if, 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 if Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes makes that pass over someone high degree of difficulty and the guy catches it, oh, what a tremendous pass. And did you see it? He threw it over this guy and right to that guy first down. Oh, what a great pass. And then Dak, who, again, I'm no Dak fan, don't get me wrong, but Dak throws the pass right in the guy's breadbasket. He bobbles it, it bounces up in the air, the guy catches it and runs back, and everybody's, oh, Dak, you can't, you can't, can't do it. And again, I, I understand why some people question Dak. I'm not a Dak fan. I'm just saying it's amazing how we can, that kind of stuff can happen, and then, you know, somehow the quarterback gets blamed for it crazy but that's the way to not a good loss for the Cowboys and again I say all that from a Saints I don't think the Saints can beat the Browns but if the Saints do beat the Browns the only chance they have of beating the Eagles is if the Eagles have the number one seed clenched up and, and they don't play some of their players because I mean I don't I, even then I don't know if if the quarterback plays I don't know how they're going to beat them I just don't know how but the only chance that they even have remotely to maybe take that game to the fourth quarter with a chance to win is if they have the number one seed clinch the Eagles and they just and they just not. I'm not saying they're not going to try, but you lose that edge. We Saints have been there, where you where you have it wrapped up and you're just playing out the season. 
eh, you can maybe win in that situation. Maybe. But if not, if it means something, blow out. All right. We'll take a timeout, come back, finish out today's program on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the world champion, Houston Astros. I mentioned a few of this of these scores earlier. But um, or the games earlier, not the scores. If you missed it, in the Lending Tree Bowl, Southern Miss beat Rice 38-24. Um, and again, it goes to what I was saying earlier today and last week about bowls. Like I believe if Fresno played Washington State in a in a regular season game, Fresno would not have won 29 to six. But when they played in this bowl game, they did. Uh, Oregon State beat Florida 30 to three. Now, Florida had a bunch of players playing that weren't on their team when they beat Utah and, you know, played well early in the season. But, again, that happens in bowl games. So, not a good trip uh, for the Gators out to Las Vegas. Got their face crushed 30-3. to um, And, again, I mentioned in the Cure Bowl, Troy. Troy beat UTSA 18-12. to UAB beat Miami of Ohio 24-20 in the Bahamas Bowl. Something tells me in the Bahamas Bowl, um, the the wind chill was was not single digits. I bet you in the Bahamas Bowl, but in Shreveport on Friday, the the they're telling me that the wind chill is going to be single like one, <laughs> like one, one. One is going to be the loneliest number if that's the case. That's for sure. Uh, And the Frisco Bowl, which, if you remember, was one of the bowls some people were suggesting the Cajuns might go to. Boise State beat North Texas 35-32. And the only other bowl uh, that was played over the weekend, in case you missed it, BYU beat SMU 24-23. The perfect score. That's my perfect score. Just enough offense, just enough defense. You know, I love when some people they watch defensive games and they and they just think it's awful football. But I think fifty something to fifty something is awful football, really. Yeah, I know it's exciting. I just don't like. It's just too much scoring for me. I just don't like it. Anyway, appreciate y'all getting me through it. At least the Saints won. Hopefully, they can figure out a way to beat the Browns. I just don't think it's going to happen. Y'all have a nice day.